Okay, so you need to sit forward. Give me a sound check. So what you're going to want to do is you're going to... Testing, testing. Yes. Be as close as you can, which means that Mark can't get, for example, Susan. I used to do this David, can you hear me? Yeah, barely. Uh. <laughs> Mark. Uh. Uh. Nick. Powerful. 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 I have, an, I have an IQ. I have an IQ test for everybody. Oh, oh cool. And what this is holiday. Do? Oh, this is cool. Hey, there we go. So, um, so what? How'd you think? I, I thought it sounded fun. I sounded fantastic. I can give her a box set of the podcasts. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. So this is podcast number. Did you figure it out? Seven hundred and twenty. You said twenty-two last time. So no, I said it was like uh, yeah. thirty. Well, now that you said seven twenty-two, then we changed it. This will be thirty-three or thirty-four. We never, we never did. We don't know. Yeah. Somewhere in the thirties. Just quick. Is this the holiday special edition? No, I think that's that's Thursday. <laughs> so, so this is here? podcast thirty. Yeah, who's I think here? it's. Well, I'm Dave Pausner. You are Mick Williams. Mick Williams. Who yeah, are that's you? That's who I am. Um, Some guy. I'm just a, a guy here in the podcast. Cool. And in the <laughs> cyberspace, you are uh, Susan Conover, token woman. <laughs> yes, that was uh. good observation. Uh. And what are you a token, Mark? I, I'm not even addressing this topic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mark Thurman. Mark Thurman and uh, our special guest for the holiday season, Derek Canton. Hello. So you got a really cool business that I, do. You, do you even know what his business is, Mick? He told me very quickly. He gave me a good elevator pitch. What did he tell Let's you? Let's hear the elevator yeah, pitch. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, you had this a chance to rehearse it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Hey, everyone. This is Derek Canton. Um, so have you ever experienced walking to a restaurant, had a great dining experience, and as soon as you're ready to go, you're stuck waiting for the check? Yeah. Sometimes yes. you actually have to flag down the server to pay. Yep. Yesterday. Many times. <laughs> Yesterday. Many times. <laughs> it's a pain, right? Yes. And so and it's frustrating. So that time of waiting can actually ruin a dining A lot experience. of people just run out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's so we're, we're trying to pro- pro- provide that same experience of running out okay. uh, while allowing you not to get arrested while doing so. Okay. <laughs> so oh. essentially what we Ooh. have is a solution that literally allows you to just dine and dash securely. And so we have a solution where it brings Uber-like payments to restaurants. So okay. as soon as you're done eating, you can just get up and leave. And so really what the problem that we're solving is we understood that when you're ready to leave a restaurant, restaurants usually aren't ready for you to go. And so we wanted to make sure that restaurants are able to turn over tables faster, provide better mm-hmm. customer experience, and ultimately increase the lifetime value of their customers. And so and that's what we're doing. And so Holy smokes. What's the business called? It's called PairPay. Say that okay. really slowly. Pair. Pay. P-A-E-R-P-A-Y. Yeah, it's like pay or pay, isn't it? Not just pay. Like, like, you can say like, 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 pair, like a pair like of shoes. It could have been, he could have picked any other fruit, really? but he picked a pair. Oh, yeah. I thought it was pay or pay. Yeah. Oh, that's pear? Yeah. Well, not like, I mean, it's spelled a little different, differently, but. Oh, it's not pear. Yeah. <laughs> could be pay or okay. pay. Okay. So, pay um, or pay? You could buy a pair. Yeah, I mean, you could. You could buy a pair. Yeah. So, it'd be good. At, okay. So, you're the <laughs> Uber of bill payment. So how do you okay. dovetail with OpenTable? <coughs> yeah, so the cool thing is, so OpenTable tried to do something similar called pay with OpenTable. That's right. I'm a big OpenTable user. Yeah, so now user. one of the issues with that was You're you had user. to make a reservation to Loser. use it. Right. Correct. So if it's a Tuesday afternoon and we say, hey, let's all go grab some food or whatever, mm-hmm. we're not going to make a reservation. I right? do it every time. You Every single time, even for If like we lunch. go downstairs, oh he sees God. me get on open table and he's like, what's the benefit? I'm like, well, oh, yeah. it's like gamification. Yeah. Know. You know, and I know there's a points. table for me. Yeah. No. I get points. You know? There was an article in the Times <laughs> for you last night. I think it was kids and screen time. Maybe we should limit yours. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
No, and but I like you, I like open table. If though. you go to a restaurant, you already agreed with your like spouse or something. Like this is what we want to well, do. Let me stop you there. I don't agree. With, my spouse doesn't agree with me on anything. No. <laughs> okay. well, she likes it when he leaves the house. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then you get there, and they're like, "Oh, you have to wait an hour." And well, that's that's true. a terrible experience, right? Yes. So it sounds like it fixes. So that. you're a fan of open table. <laughs> I've used it a few yeah, times. I, yeah. I like it a lot. Really, I, it's very easy, and I travel a lot. And you know, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's a aren't recommendations you, aspect of it that I like. Aren't you a director on the MIT Enterprise Board? We haven't mentioned that lately. Oh, no, mm. not, it's the running joke here. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Mark is a big man in his own mind. Yeah. <laughs> Nick was going to say something, though. I saw him winding up. Well, I, 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 I have to ask the question about. How's your? What's your revenue model? And and, <laughs> and who's She's your? turned into a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. no. And who's your customer? I mean, come on. Yeah, absolutely. So the cool thing about us is we're not charging users, right? We want okay. to keep the barriers low as entry to get people on our platform. Right. So you're charging anybody? Yeah, we, we will be charging uh, customers, or our Eyeballs. customers are going to be the restaurants. Eyeballs. Okay. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, we're actually going to be looking to integrate with point of sale systems, um, revenue sharing model through interchange fees. Actually, um, so we're actually really a financial technology play. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, when we're doing mobile payments, the restaurant space is prime for innovation, and so that's kind of where we're starting there. Um, but we can do some really cool things with making payments frictionless for merchants. Don't okay. you have like a launch or some sort of exciting You're a ringer. This is a yeah. ringer. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah, is yeah. like this a ringer. Yeah, 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 we, get, yeah, we have yeah. a lot of exciting yeah. stuff going on. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you tell us? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, top so, three. so uh, <laughs> top three, man, shoot, okay. She was not so generous when <laughs> Arthur was here. <laughs> she was like pretty silent, and then she ran out in the middle. <laughs> well, if you uh, make your way to Worcester, there's a restaurant group called Niche Hospitality. Niche Hospitality is the largest restaurant group in Worcester. And we're actually doing Is that saying anything? Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, hey, the, uh, Worcester is up and coming. I don't know if you know. saw the recent article on uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Worcester is. It's is, also the smallest chain in Worcester, <laughs> <laughs> it's the only chain. Keep going. <laughs> anyway, uh, restaurant group not chain, so big difference there. But um, but basically, uh, we had them on our platform, and um, things are going very well. We're going to be going live, actually allowing users to get on our platform. With Q are they here. paying any money yet? Uh, they're not paying any money yet. Yes, and but it's a, it becomes a reference, correct? And we're Which very intentional. Guys like about you like to see. Do you have a reference customer? <laughs> well, yes, we do. Mm. Well, really, for us, the most important thing is getting users and getting restaurants on our platform. Yep, right. Mm. That so makes sense. it's better. We rather have a million users on our platform and restaurants than a handful of users that are, are paying. So Susan meant to ask you. How many awards have you won so far? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's been a lot. Uh, oh I mean, there's, there's been a handful. That. There's been a handful. Yeah, so I, I also meant to ask you, like, oh, why? Why this business? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's actually kind of funny. Wow. I didn't even need to show up. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got Nick a little bit of a crazy story. Uh, so it's funny. So how we, when we originally started, we were actually uh, focusing on ordering food. That was actually the original idea. And I was at a... Um, Are you still? Uh, no, we're not doing any food ordering. Oh. That's called a failure and a pivot. Oh. <laughs> well, it's a, but, I don't know if it failed, but it was It is. It, it, was was, a pivot. it really didn't even start, actually. I mean, it's most kind of funny because oh. I, so I used to work for, uh, for One EMC. of the most deceiving failures. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't oh, even try anything. EMC, where, where Dick Dick is from. Dick, yes. Uh, I forgot his last name. Is he Dick O'Leary. O'Leary. Dick O'Leary. Oh. But he because the E is Egan. 
Egan could yeah. be E. Keep going. People also say it stands for everyone's my cousin because everybody works there. Oh, yeah. It's like a huge company. I'll have to cut the Dick uh, O'Leary stuff out. But now it's Dell, so Yeah, unlikely. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I I like, so when I literally, as soon as I graduated college, right like three months in, God, we got a client by Dell. Wow. Wild journey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. So go back to this thing. What happened? Yeah, so I got this whole story for you guys. So uh, A story. It's, it's a story. It's a good one. It's a good one. How we end up going. You got a live one. <laughs> 60 oh. seconds. <laughs> Probably 60 less. seconds. Keep going. We're right. listening. Uh, so used to work for EMC, you know, Dell, and yep. was had this idea around ordering food. Was at Babson College recruiting. Met some guys there. Within 24 hours of meeting some guys from Babson, bought a non-refundable ticket to go to Las Vegas to compete in the world's largest financial technology hackathon called oh, Money really? 2020. Oh, that's right. Mm. Yeah. And so, you know, of course, my mom thought I was crazy because, you know, we didn't book a hotel room. I didn't have a ticket for the event. I was like, yeah, like, I'll show up. We'll figure it out. Like, she knew you How were hard crazy. can it be? Yeah, like, how hard can it be? You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, we got to Vegas. Like, we found, like, the cheapest hotel room. There was, like, five of us guys, like, sleeping on the floor in the sketchy hotel. Went to the Venetian the next day. It was in, like, crazy was able to get into the event I walked to the front of the line I'm like hey like I'm here for this event and of course my name wasn't on the list right oh, of course. and um, I'm like yeah you know I'm supposed to be here I got, I'm, I could have sworn I registered online like you know, 10 seconds <laughs> <laughs> and uh, someone walked by and said he's with me let him in and oh, there we go. I yeah, no idea who that complete stranger. Was. Complete stranger. Oh, and I got in, cool. and we ended up winning the world's largest financial technology hackathon. And you know, now we're here. So. Wow. So, <laughs> how do you how do you, how do you win the world's yeah, largest hackathon? Yeah. 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 So do you have to really hack. Yeah, you have to really hack. <laughs> yeah. Do? Right. So uh, we we built the first iteration of our payment solution. It was we actually were using hardware. We actually were using beacons. So where do you do you bring your own machines with you, or do you? We have you an Internet own, of Things your guy own, here. Uh, laptops with you. Yeah, so we brought our own laptop. It was kind of funny at the time. I, I didn't have a laptop, so I actually went out and <laughs> bought a laptop. What'd you with get? With all the it was, it was a MacBook Pro, like you the top of the cool. line. Oh, you, I was spent like, I was like, your, you spent your hotel money on a laptop. <laughs> yeah, it was funny because I was actually putting returning the laptop after the hackathon. Smart. I was like, let me just get this and whatever. Apple, and Apple then because we ended up winning all the money we got from the hackathon, I actually went back and bought a computer. Like it worked out. Yeah, it was great. Wow. I'm sorry. What did you? How much did you win with this? Um, so we got five thousand dollars cash, That's and cool. and then we got like a you know like a drone and like an Oculus. Mm. And a what bunch are of stuff. the rules oh, cool. for yeah, the coding you do? Yeah. What yeah. are the rules? So the rules are basically you could have the idea before, but you just have to create everything. How do they there. prove that? How do they prove it? Or don't they bother? He's an IP guy, see, so he's curious. Yeah, so that one, there's nothing like approved. It's more really? of like, yeah, I mean, oh. they, look, they look at the code, so you have to like, oh, they do. you know, so send them your Git and all that stuff. Um, so oh, they and they check the dates. Uh, yeah. But you could have previously written this thing, or at least, oh, you can think Correct. about. You can so think you can, in theory, oh. you could have written it and then, like, tried right. redoing it, in theory, yes. Okay, but there's not so much money at stake that you could you could not become a professional so, hack. It's, it's, it's it. not worth yes. scamming 5K with a $5,000 laptop, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's you sort of not really how many years ago was it uh this was october 2016 oh so the laptop's still running yeah still using it today oh, that's my cool. business. Yeah. oh that's cool. neat. oh so susan had another great question for you what <laughs> other awards have you won <laughs> <laughs> what other awards have i mean there's been a handful of competitions here and there um you know uh, worcester state um, a handful would be either yeah, five or more or less i don't know <laughs> oh i think in t i think Significant ones, I would say. I think five is a good one. I mean, well, name I, some. So I, I got re most recently. I was nominated as one of the top ten outstanding young leaders um, by the Boston Chamber of Commerce. Oh wow! Um, and it's kind of funny because I literally moved to Boston six months ago, so not too bad. Wow! <laughs> We're there we just go. moving here. Um, then I also Your got reputation precedes you. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Uh, and then I also got the Worcester Business Journal's forty under forty. Um, oh, I was actually cool. the youngest for this class to actually get it. Wow. Well. So thank you. So this is yeah. exciting. 
Um, so yeah, just just kind of been racking them up. Uh, which is, <laughs> <laughs> racking up the awards. Um, so Mick wants to know where that revenue is, though. Yeah, we're, we're working on that. Working on that. We have a plan. No, no. I like. Where did you come from? Where did I come from? Yeah. So, so from I was born in Worcester. Fun fact. Oh wait a minute. Ah, so oh, no wonder on. you took great umbrage to come the. You're a Worcester on. ringer. Come I'm a Worcester on. guy. So yeah, I was really. actually a cheap baby. My parents got paid a hundred bucks to leave the hospital a day early when I was born. Oh. They, needed, they needed the beds. So <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you're kind of from Boston anyway. Yeah, kind of from Boston. It's yeah. from Massachusetts. Well, have you ever moved out of Massachusetts? I have not lived out outside of Massachusetts. Oh. No. Okay. You're Except for that the crazy night in Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't, I mean, it's like a Canada in the United States. Susan's from Texas. What, why don't we, okay. what, what is she, uh, why is she here? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, I don't know why I'm in here. She went to school here. She went to school. Yeah, I moved up here for school. Yeah, and you were Arizona. Yes. And she, went you, to, she went to school in Singapore. That's true. I recall I that. You do? I do. Oh, right, I do okay. that from uh, way back when. <clears throat> um, so, no, when we're from the Midwest, so we made it here because it's the hub of the universe, I think. So how did, Michigan, been, how did Michigan do against Ohio this year? They lost. Oh, yeah. Did they not? What? Oh, I, I don't think know. they did lose. I, I don't know about sports. Those are big games. They Whenever it asked a loaded question like that, it's like, <laughs> well, yeah, I can tell you we lost. I could see. <laughs> sort of figuring that out. I vaguely heard about that. But I used to go to those games, and they were fun. It was at the uh, the big house. Um, I've been there. It's huge. It's huge. Is that prison? Fun. No, but that's <laughs> not, it's not a big house, is, isn't it? It was fun. The only downside of it was going there and drinking all the apple cider because, of course, it's cider season. And uh, so you're drinking only... apple cider in jail? Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm totally house. confused. Yes, it's a huge stadium, and uh, and uh, it's not something you want to do on an empty stomach. Good. Quartz and quartz of apple cider. There is a story, but we will yes, leave that one for a <laughs> no, 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 I'm talking about your story. It's probably not to be published. <laughs> you want to hear, you do not want to hear that story. <laughs> Who's no, doing the editing? It's, <laughs> it's no different than traveling down from Ludington, Michigan, which is up north. I know where that is. To Ann Arbor on a stomach that's otherwise empty and eating a lot of uh, cherries. Doesn't oh. <laughs> Sounds like another story. <laughs> that does not paint a pretty picture. No. Okay, so from so Worcester. To, so Worcester, you came here. Yep. Yeah. So originally my family's from the U.S. Virgin Islands, St. Croix. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's where my family's from. Excellent. So tell us more about this pay your pay. Yeah. Or pair pay. Pair pay. Pair pay. Yeah. Pair pay. Pair pay. Pair. Uh, so where's it standing? What's going on? Yeah, so I heard there's a launch. Yeah, so we're we're launching with uh, uh, Bacato is the name of the location. So they have two. Oh, two those guys. Yeah, Wellesley. Wellesley. Wellesley yeah. and Worcester. Wellesley and Worcester. Exactly. That's right. no, so we're starting that's with the Wellesley location. Wellesley. Yeah. Okay. What's going to happen? Yeah. So basically, you guys are really worldly. We get out We get out of line. A lot of W's. That's funny. <laughs> and uh, Michigan. <laughs> so we're installed in the point of sale system. Uh, we're doing a lot of testing. So the the biggest thing for us is because we're a financial technology company. For us, security is key, yep. right? And so we've been spending a lot of time mm, and effort. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. Oh, a little nerd humor there. Start the day off. Mick's still trying to figure that one out. The hacker is making a hack-proof security system. So, could you hack your own system? I mean, in theory, but the biggest thing is we're making sure that even if, if we do get hacked, we don't store any sensitive data. Because, um, I mean, no one's really unhackable. Yeah, right? we have that's that, too. That's what, yeah. that's what Marriott said. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, but they never implemented it properly, apparently. Was well, it Marriott? Or, yeah, it was Marriott. Yeah. The, uh, well, all of them. 
the, the, the W part of Marriott. So how, but how much of this is just off-the-shelf code that you can use? To make yourself hack-proof, don't you simply find either the best open source or best non-open source package out there mm -hmm. and integrate it in? Or do you, you don't start coding from scratch on this, I hope. Correct. Okay. Yep. So for example, like using things like PayPal and Braintree and right. other solutions that are already PCI compliant, which is basically mm. an industry standard right. level of security, right? It is interesting that we have a very similar need of like, like the people using our tool are very different than the people using yours, but security these days is But yours is essential. HIPAA, is that your concern? Uh, no, I mean, we don't take private uh, information. It just It's an anonymous You just service. take information from privates. He's done. Congratulations. Let the record reflect Mark is dancing around That's the room. how I felt about Airbnb pets last time. I'm very proud of that. Thank you. It just, oh, that's right. It just right. kind of... I'm sorry. So go back... Came to me. So go back to the privacy. Why does everyone, why does everyone say... They're spending their time on security when is, isn't it just a choice? Isn't security a choice? No, yeah. I mean. Well, I mean, y no, yes I mean, and no. I mean, when you're dealing with, with payment stuff, there are some standards that you are required yeah. to have. I mean, there's different levels of PCI compliance, and yeah. so even like with our partnerships that we have, um, you know, we have a partnership with NCR right now. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, integrated with their point of sale system. That's a good one to have. Yeah, mm. that's, they're huge. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about Did that. Did they do any due diligence on your software and say, yeah, this stuff's okay or? Yeah, so part of it is because we're integrating with their point stamp of, of system. approval. Yeah, getting their stamp of approval, getting it approved, getting like the official like that whole process. We have to we have to go through that. Do they have great. APIs yeah. to plug in? Or? So so that not exactly. Um, there was a couple things that we were able to look at, but we had to get a, a key to be able to get into their system. So Got one it. was getting approved. So we security can get is key. Yep, mm -hmm. security is key. Getting the whole process. Um, so so yeah, but no, everything's been great working with them. I think the only thing is when you're working with a giant company, they don't necessarily use, move as fast as you do, right? Yeah. Um, and sure. talking about you know the whole failure component, right? Since this is a failure podcast. And you didn't. Yeah. Oh, oh that's wait right. a minute. Oh, well, well, that's right. That yeah, this, is the thing. This, this, this we're gonna have to rebrand this one because this one's success yeah, no, right now. Yeah, failure probably strong. I would say a learning opportunity. Yeah. Somebody reminded us. Rebrand the podcast. Learning opportunity. Learning opportunity. Failure is on trend for 2018. Yeah. You know, there's a whole study and notion of failure. It's actually a, a woman over at MIT whose last name whose name I'll remember at some point today. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Nick O'Leary who's is never going to Is she with you on the board? No, 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 no. She's actually really with MIT. I like this uh, uh, hanger-on organization. Yeah, but she uh, she does I think a whole class on failure. Mm. Um, remember we were trying to get her to do. Yeah, this. I thought that was at Babson. She probably failed at MIT and went to Babson. Or no, the other no, way I don't know. But she maybe she, she failed up. She failed up from I, Babson. If I had my MIT. phone on, I'd go look it up. Well, but, uh, too much work. But um, anyway. anyway, so oh yeah, so failures in. So you now have reminded us we're about failure. So tell us some. Yeah. So I mean, I had a, a hey, really. By the way, Susan cheated when she did this. Her podcast. She talked about how she avoided failure, which was what was a cop out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, luckily we haven't had any like crazy failures, right? Come it's, on, it's, admit it. It's more of like you know, we've definitely looked failure in the eye for sure. So, <laughs> like, like, like very close to like. like what this, what this color eyes did it have? <laughs> does, does failure have a smell? It's <laughs> <laughs> terrifying. Does it taunt you? Yeah. <laughs> did it taunt you? <laughs> Wake up in the middle. Oh, you're welcome. So tell us about it. Yeah. So walk into the. This was before the pivot? Uh, so, I mean, pivot's a strong terminology, but this was more of like when we got into the last <laughs> challenge, 
Um, so got into Mass Challenge, you know, accelerated program. Yeah. So yeah. it's another Mass Challenge victim. I mean, a veteran. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then from there, was starting to talk with a customer, this big restaurant group, and they're pretty excited about what we're doing and want to move forward. Is it the same restaurant group same you're currently with? Yeah. Same restaurant the group. people. Don't use names. Yeah. Okay. Uh, same restaurant group and niche hospitality. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, that's great. No, they, they're they're awesome. Um, okay. And we were ready to move forward with them. They signed an anti NDA. <laughs> yes, please, yes, please, please. Have, yes, we have two restaurants right now. <laughs> group. Yeah. We well, want more. Yeah, yeah they've, they've, I mean, they've, it's the first time Nietzsche has been mentioned on a podcast. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> so now they're famous. Maybe it's possible. Yeah. And uh, and so basically, we ended up finding out we needed to get certified and approved by NCR before installing. And out of all the point of sale systems, he is um, not one of those. What is it? What is that thing about asking if before and apologizing? You always if you later? always want to uh, ask for forgiveness, not for permission. Yeah. Well, so why you're in healthcare. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Why didn't you take that approach? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, we, we actually tried doing that. Uh, we, oh, we tried. We're like, is there like, can you give us like a test license or like a, yeah. anything? Yeah. Um, but long story short, as I was originally told it's going to take us a year to get approved and certified. And oh. I'm like, I don't have a year. Wait right? a minute. This like, is this is going to be snatching success from the jaws of failure. But like legitimately. Oh, come yeah. on. It, I mean, come on. I mean, it was. That was like, I remember I was like devastated because I'm like, hey, like we had this big customer signed up. We spent all this time, you know, building this relationship. And, you know, basically, you know, they're like, hey, we can't move forward until you get this approved. But luckily, 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 because I mean, a lot of it's just kind of tenacity, but I was able to get certified and approved. And we were actually the fastest to get certified and approved by NCR. Oh, really? Um, the fastest was Did you have to go to that Cincinnati? Would, is that like yeah. your sixth finger of the handful? The <laughs> fastest to get approved? <laughs> but so, so I think that's actually an interesting Now you've got point. more than a handful. So, you know, oh, having you, we we did a, a series of podcasts many years ago on oh uh, the God. tech entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. One of them was on, on working with giants. They were actually more awful than these are. No, actually, they, they're probably more informative. Oh, they were more, more academic. But the recording quality wasn't as good. Like That's hospitals. true. <laughs> exactly. But the, but we did one where it was uh, working with giants or something to that oh, effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, how was yeah. it to work with a giant, and how and did you succeed where everyone else guy. failed? He's trying to make this useful. Yeah. <laughs> how do you like that, Mark? Like what do we, well, our reputation is ruined. First we have success, and then we have you trying to get this some substantive This is like two sides of the same I coin. I, I am curious to dig in after you answer this question about like your lowest point in this venture. But do this one first. It's yeah. this. Yeah. It's this. <laughs> Sitting here with us. Yeah, that's true. Look where it got you. Oh, it um, yeah, so I mean, working with giants is definitely not easy. Right. Right. I mean, they have their agenda. You, know, you meet with them. They're all excited. They're like, this is great. And then you send a follow-up email, and then you never hear from anybody. Right. right? right. Well, there was Jack and the Beanstalk, and there was also David with Goliath. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, so there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. you install HubSpot, and you learn how to email <laughs> every three days. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of just like kind of getting back to them. But, I mean, it was my, they first told me that it was going to take us at least a year to get a meeting. I'm like, this is kind of like do or die for me, right? How did you even open the door to discussions with NCR. So the first, so he's shy and retiring in his personality. You can tell that. (laughs) (laughs) So I figured out, okay, what's any single channel I could go down? I'm going to go through every single one. He showed up at security. They (laughs) didn't have his name on the list, and someone was like, "I would like to break into the system." And then I had to go and go down through the system. That's actually like an old-fashioned sales technique, like (laughs) late '60s, where you just show up with your your briefcase and your suit and your tie. I'm here to see, and you look up the CEO's name. Yeah, here to see. John Smith, CEO, and do you have an appointment? No, I don't, but he'll want to see me. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's he, straight he, out of the uh, movies. That's yeah, right out of the yeah, movies. Yeah. So, yeah. but anyway, so uh, keep going. So what happened? Yeah. So how did you do it? So a couple things I did. One, it was going through the customer, right? Because the customer is a customer uh, of NCR. Smart, right? okay. but not a huge customer. 
Correct. I mean, I mean, customers are customers. Customers are customers. I think they're one of the bigger customers in the Worcester area. Really? Yeah. Um, good. Some Worcester jokes coming up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they just had one ten group moving now, so now I think one ten is their group, their biggest hmm. in Worcester. Um, uh, but uh, there's one near near us. One, yeah. yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, they're, they're fa- I think they're the fastest. One of the I'm fastest. Sorry. They have like fifteen really? stores. You, I think now one can tell if you eat there. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they're not. Are they one of yours? Uh, not yet. Good. Yeah, okay. But on, on the okay. road now. On then the road. we like them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not on open table. Though. No, they're very. It's one of the reasons I don't choose them. It's mediocre. Anyway. Yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, so, but the biggest thing what I was able to do Good is uh, I was able to talk to one of their uh, SVPs that was there. Um, was able to go through my network, you know, get recommendations, and literally was just like sending these. Just to be clear, so you went through your LinkedIn and you, and you somehow triangulated to this person. Exactly. LinkedIn. Yeah. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Figure out who I knew. Um, I was before that was literally sending the same guy messages on LinkedIn and he never responded. Like mm. until I'm sorry until, and he just wouldn't respond until. Like, and then I was able to get um, the customer to reach oh. out to who their okay. sales director so. was, who was the end up being their boss, which was this guy, and was able to get a cell phone number, like called this guy sell, like yeah, it was, it was a hustle. So yeah. like, I just want to clarify. So <laughs> you, you, NCR was your target. You went through your customer and said, "Help me get to NCR." They gave you a contact there, and then you politely but relentlessly went after this person. Correct. You tried the LinkedIn thing. It didn't. I mean, you just didn't come up with much. Yep. Customer made the referral or the reference. That's great. Okay. Hey, wait a minute. But and what's what's oh, it, before you? Before I'm going to interrupt your interruption. Digress. What's don't digress. What was the time period from? You know, I got to go call NCR to I actually talk to the dude. Yep. From the from the point of the holy crap, we're going to fail. To we get our thumbs up or green light to move forward it was, oh. a, was was a month. How did you wow. celebrate? Dude, how did you celebrate? How did I celebrate? Mm-hmm. I mean, That's I knew a it. I, I didn't celebrate. I mean, it was just it was, you're like, yeah. I mean, we're just, I mean, there's more to do, right? You're, yeah. you're back to the grind. I mean, that's oh, kind of. Oh, come on. Yeah, All right. Okay. Yeah. That's great. So this is, I, I no, love this because this we, is a We a have a whole bunch persistence. of things stacked up here. I have a digression. And Susan's got a question. Oh yeah, she does. No, but that you're. It well, we'll get like our way. We'll make our way back. Lowest point. Oh, things are gonna fail. But like, what's the like lowest trough moment of specifically this startup? Yeah. That you've reached that you were like being on this what's podcast. What's going on? <laughs> and then Slip how your you, like? I mean, I'm sure it was resolved in a few days or hours or something. But what? What was it? What was that experience? Do you have a specific moment like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, my, yeah. My, my trough of sorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. The trough of sorrow. Well, but then we have, we have the troughs we would talk about, and then the troughs <coughs> we don't talk I, about. Exactly. I'm talking yeah. about that one. That, so the one that we don't talk about. So that, for me, that was that was January, actually, my, my trough of sorrow. Oh. Um, so even before was I met you. Was it snowing in Boston? Oh, it, it was <laughs> snowing and cold, and, you know, I, I had my corporate job still. And, oh, um, EMC. Side, yeah, EMC, and still had my side hustle. And um, and I got into cryptocurrency, and that was like a wild journey. Oh, oh. That, I was doing very well in January. Oh yeah, 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 I got into really it. Well. Hopefully, you, hopefully you got out of it. I oh. did it. That's another conversation. <laughs> my, my, my my ten dollar purchase is, not, is about five dollars yeah. and sixty seven cents yeah. right now. <laughs> we did it. We did oh, like you a really Bitcoin. Went into, on the deep end. Yeah. <laughs> we well, we, we we were going through this whole Bitcoin right. thing, and, and Mark all this. kept telling us how he was making money. He went from ten dollars to eleven. I know. I went up to fourteen dollars and something. Really, and now. At five dollars, yeah, it's been a great investment, yeah, but it's been better than you don't lose others. until you sell. 
<laughs> That's true. It's true. It's all but paper. Yeah. Paper losses. Yeah. Um, paper I, I, losses. Almost every Sunday I was sending David a note, this is where it stands, and I just sort of gave up. But yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, anyway. tell us so, about this trough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. trough of sorrow. He was trying to change that. Trough of sorrow. Oh, yeah. and, trough of sorrow. <laughs> and I'll include the weather report, because that's really important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Oh, yeah, I'm being from Texas. <laughs> Come on. So it was a dark, rainy night. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I mean the. Do I need a glass of wine for this? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, f- for me, it was like the point where I didn't think the business was going to work. Um, we were in the process of you know figuring out how we're going to get this product. <coughs> we didn't have a, anything really truly built out yet. We didn't have a customer signed up or on board, um, and things weren't. We didn't have enough momentum. Where was this NCR thing at the time? Non-existent. Uh, and w- had you found that customer yet? Where we're whole, I was like, fingers crossed, like, man, I really oh, I hope see. we get this customer kind okay. of thing. Yeah. So this was before I had the, the pilot lined up with, yeah. you know, this restaurant group and yeah. everything. And I was like, hey, man, like, I don't know if this is going to work. And I was, of course, like, you know, I had my, my good day job, but I wasn't too stoked about it. And I was mm-hmm. looking for uh, a startup to be able to jump to or whatever. And um, and I was just miserable. Right. And I was trying to figure out, you know, what, what can I do? And I felt like I got all this time and energy I've been putting into this project. Um, but I wasn't seeing any fruits of my labor kind of thing. And, of course, you know, the emotional roller coaster of cryptocurrency on top of the snowy weather in January, you know, added, this was, was a compounding effect. You are dragging quite a story out of this. <laughs> that was, so that was my trough of sorrow. That so was it? Was it? That like was it? You were just reaching a point where you didn't have enough traction for a while and you just kind of got negative feedback for, like, a long period. And that was Yeah, and, and not even I, – I think part of it was just, like – I didn't think the business was going to be able to get off the ground because mm-hmm. I know we needed a significant customer to mm-hmm. be able to get on our platform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I knew we needed to get this this product built out, and um, was initially looking for the right technical support to build it, and was having trouble finding that uh, that mm. resource. Um, Who is we? So it's, it's, it's funny who say say we, but I'm a solo founder. Oh. Um, so so I, it's the royal, the papal we. No, no, it's very good to say we. You know, when it's I, 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 people get tired of hearing yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, 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 I. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but solo founder, we raised some money, and we did hire some resources that I like to be able to do our work for us right now. So now we have a, a great support system. Um, but now we're actually looking to grow the team now. They say if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. So I went fast, oh. and now we're going to need to go fast. That's far. a new one. Well, it's new on me, Poetic. but he's, he's probably been saying it for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. So what's next? Yeah, so what's next for us is so we're going through the process of trying to raise some money. Um, so if you ever want to take your checkbooks out of this time. Yep. <laughs> he, yep. he, there's an yep. angel at the yep. table. Yeah, I know. We've, we yep. spoke a little bit. Um, yep. A couple of them. Yep. Yep. Can't can't pitch in this podcast, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you're trying to raise money in general, though you can't do it through this podcast. Correct. Going okay. through the process, uh, we got some good leads I'm very excited about. Oh, um, and cool. right now, really, the next and really the reason why we're raising money is, is to grow the team. Okay. Um, you know, for us, the team from one for yeah. focus on product or focus on growth hacking. Or yeah. what's your <laughs> so it's it's focusing on. So right now we're in product market fit, right? And so we're going to be live with getting users on our platform. Um, you know, early Q one of next year. And so we want to be able to get some boots on ground with me. So talking to customers, talking to customers, talking to users, um, talking to people who are actually using this on a regular basis, talking to the servers, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they say you have to do things that don't scale to scale. And we have to kind of do that initially. And so the goal is to get about six people you know, to help us grow. And we're looking to be at 300 restaurants basically this time Whoa. next year. Whoa. Um, so we have a, a pretty That sounds like pretty ambitious. Yeah, but it's, it's as we go through our numbers, actually with this um, investor we've been talking to who's been in the space for many years, he thinks what we want to do is very attainable as well. Mm. Um, so I, we do have to be a bit ambitious, but I think we have a very realistic path. So when you say uh, that number of restaurants, do you mean that number of chains or just individual stores? Individual locations. Mm. Okay, so if I owned a chain of 20, you, you'd be looking at me as 20. So Correct. If, like, I don't, legal- but... 
Well, no, legals would be great. Yeah, I mean, it seems uh, just like f- first tier thinking about this. Uh, p- uh, people who obsess about a specific restaurant and then get annoyed with the check and they're going there like every week. Like Legal Seafood has lots of those customers, right? Yeah. But I guess that's what you're figuring out. Exactly. This next round of okay, but what, are, what other key differenti- differentiators are there in your... Because there's a million ways to pay, including cash, which nobody sees anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> but so what are your key differentiators? Yeah, so there's there's a handful of things out there. So one of them is going to be, uh, yeah, of course, yeah, you know, it's me. Derek's a differentiator, right? yes. Yeah, so I, and, but be, besides just my tenacity to, to build a successful business, I think one of the things is going to be the IP around our custom integrations with these point-of-sale systems. Mm, David? Um, David? <laughs> How are you going to find IP there? Yeah, well, I mean, we looked at, so Level Up is a good example. Um, yeah. Level Up has been able to do this, but Grubhub picked them up recently for, you know, a little oh, under $400 million. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, cool. And part of the reason was because of their integrations and they had with these point-of-sale systems, mm. deep beyond just an API, um, but deep integrations with them. Um, the second thing for us is going to be looking at, um, like, there's a, one of our, our big competitors is a company called Rome, uh, based in D.C. They do not do itemized splitting. Like R-O-M, R-O-A-M. Yes. Okay. Um, and, uh, and basically with them, so if I get a lobster and, you know, someone gets a side salad, you're not going to pay for half my lobster. And so we w- took well, a lot of time to rip look off. Sort of. <laughs> if you rip off, you some need of the better claws. friends. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Any better friends? Yeah. I mean, if you want to go out for lunch after this, I'm, I can order. I'm getting, a, I, I can order so I'm getting lobster. Um, so, but, but you're talking about a feature. Uh, a di- the differentiation was a feature or two between competitors. So the, the, the line level splitting and all that. Or it yeah. sounds like meta customer centricity. Yeah, and for us, we're focusing on the payment experience, right? So like, okay. like OpenTable is trying to do similar stuff. But again, that was a feature for them, right? And a lot of people have done payment stuff. It's been more of a, hey, like we, we're going to tack on a payment option, right? For us, we're focusing on providing the best payment experience for merchants. So OpenTable, in my opinion, which I like, again, I have no connection other than I use it. OpenTable is you know kind of the eBay or the whatever of, of it's a platform it gets buyers and sellers together makes recommendations and uses some gamification you know the points uh, and and leveraging that gamification you know you can get a thousand points rather than a hundred points if you want to go to have a, you ever paid through it I never have because oh, I don't like putting go. my payment bits, <laughs> I don't like putting my could payment you? bits out there could you could I or would yeah, I? You can pay through Open. Uh, I think so, but I've oh. never done it. How does it work? They're not the solution anymore. They have, they have, oh. they have a few they, places that support. They didn't have uptake. Uh, to me, that's your exit because they were bought by a company that has a lot of lots of other PS. platforms and all that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a book called I can't remember if it's Matchmakers or Matchmaking, but the example thread throughout the whole book is Open Table right. and all the struggles and how they went to multiple cities and like a few restaurant change chains but then realize you really have to own it city by city yep. right and and have you read that book or no i haven't read the book but i know what you're talking about okay. though yeah well I'm it's just classic multi-sided marketing <coughs> so yep. you so i didn't i, I should know but uh, level up got bought yep how long ago like two like, years ago no ago? like uh, like six months ago okay good yeah like, and this is very, how very many okay because I, I knew i was out of it i didn't know i was that out of it um how many cities were they in when they were acquired i don't know actually how many cities that more than in. boston oh yeah yeah. Like way more than Boston. Yeah. Like DC. Yes. Like I, I think anywhere I, in Florida. If I would, say, if I had to guess, my guess is probably you know like fifteen. Really. Like fifteen states. Fifteen major like, metropolitan areas. That's, that's my guess. And what was the size of the sale for, sales force to do that? Because that was really you had to. I assume they had to have somebody with boots on the ground convincing. Uh, um, was it Monpa or Chains at least that you should put these crappy little white things on your 
next to your point of sale terminal. And it's a complete. And then you had the Square butt. come in and totally. Oh, it's Square. That's true. That's true. They, they What's your opinion? Them. Crappy little white thing. Aren't they? I hated that. Little hardware. Yeah. I hated that thing. But it, apparently it worked fine. Yeah, they did. I mean, they've done pretty well. That is just amazing. So anyway, so what would you need to do to get as far as they did? Yeah, I mean, I guess for what we need one is uh, the right partnerships with those point-of-sale systems. So we're initially starting with direct marketing and then going through uh, channel sales or the partnerships, right? Where they have a, So basically right now how uh, point-of-sale systems are being sold, it's usually directly from a point-of-sale system provider or through a reseller. And okay. so, we're, so we'll be leveraging those channels. So because but you, don't, you, you don't have any hardware, right? You're Correct. all software? Correct. Which is a beautiful thing. Exactly. Exactly. So it seems to me that your number one partnership, target partnership, would be Square. Yeah. Because, you know, they, they're already there. They've done the hard work. If you get a partnership with them, then you get all their customers in theory. Correct. I'm an old BD guy, yeah. a best dev guy. So. And you've heard of Caviar? They picked up Caviar. Um, oh, I vaguely have actually, yeah, or even Yelp. I'd be targeting. So yeah. they're yeah, they're trying to find more uh, of the user side, of the um, the consumer side. But NCR is a great place to be yeah. if you can leverage that. I mean, that's you know kind of the old line, main line, you know, uh, uh, POS, uh, whatever you know, whatever funny term I try and come up with. So to be slow about this, there are there's a bunch of issues. You have to have recognition among consumers, and I guess you need integration with the point of sale terminal, yep. correct? So I was using uh, one of them this weekend. It wasn't uh, one of the pay systems this weekend, and they had just recently added a split the bill feature. So it was normally, I forget what it was. Um, what's, the, what's the Bank of America one? It was like that. But oh, uh, it has Zell. a name. It wasn't Zell. Zell. <clears throat> but whatever it was, I've used it before to transfer money to my brother, mm -hmm. and uh, now a little button appears, which is split the bill. So that would presumably not be integrated with the restaurant system. So, so, so the barrier to entry for how many, there, how many companies out there allow you to send money um, from one person to another? Well, are there 1,000 competitors in the U.S., 500 competitors, 100 competitors? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of options for sending money. Sending money. Right. Right, and how, many, how hard would it be for them to add a button? Uh, for to split a payment? Yeah. But I well, think they're, they're in a different world, Yeah, though. it's different. It's a different they're well, not that's tied part, into the POS. No, I agree. That's what I was getting to, which okay. is it was apparently easy for whatever the app was I was using. And this damn button just appeared since the, two months ago. Um, the button was now there, and it clearly was not a whole lot of programming for them to make the button appear. Um, so I, I get yeah. your point. I mean, yeah. I went to Very China, slowly China yeah. like six months ago, and everyone uses two methods for paying for everything, and it's basically their Venmo, and yes. then they use Alipay and yes. one other. Um, and so they just scan your phone's QR code, and everything's tied in with that single platform. Um, so I guess the, the point is like, why, I, I was getting there, not? but you keep going. So, well, I mean, it's already in a different, you know, large No, but, his, but he's got something, two, dif two differentiating factors, which is for them, it's just another distraction or another way to get money, but it's an, another effort. And you're focused solely on that. But the other is the, the point of sale integration, which Venmo wouldn't have, correct? Or um, how did they pull that off? But how then like the, the rest, like I got a haircut. And then they wanted my, you know, QR code so I could pay them directly. And I was like, I, I don't have Chinese money, right? So right. I paid with cash. But that was weird for them, right? Because it was just so... The red hair wasn't weird for them? Well, and they just have, like, a, a little <laughs> plaque near the cash register of, and like, just, scan this car, yeah. you know. But that's been in Asia for, for 20-some-odd years. The Japanese had... You know, a cell phone based system where you, the rail and the banks were all tied together and the vending machines. This is the company I did a long time ago 
when I went to Japan, it was all tied together. Mm -hmm. um, it, it'll take me a few minutes to remember the name of it, but they had a system. But it's because the it's a high first of all it's a small country and it's highly integrated, and again the banks and the rail and all those companies were essentially one company. Mm. So JR uh, Rail, JR East, which is the Eastern Rail Company, was uh, tied to the banks. Yeah. Hold on. So get back to get back to the point about tying to the point of sale terminals. How is it done in China? Um, it's deeply integrated. Yeah. So right. everyone has an Alipay account. Right. Your biz um, You can have a business account. You can have a just user account, and then you just have to connect everyone. And as long as it's secure as a system and you trust it. But to paraphrase Lloyd Benson, Susan's been to China, and this is no China. Oh, totally. That is it's such different, a, that it's is, a different market. That is such a vague... We still have American <laughs> Express. You're not a lot of people have no idea who Lloyd Benson was. <laughs> that is the most Do you guys know who Lloyd Benson was? No. Yeah, no? this is where you've oh, just... really? You've just put yourself in I an age care. range... I just don't ...well care. above Mick. I... <laughs> See, so you like that I slammed VP my two friends? For, um, who I knew Lloyd Quayle. Benson in my youth. He was uh, Dukakis's, um, Dukakis's run, you know who Dukakis was? Yeah. He was his running mate for, uh, in... In like 1952? 1952. Oh, okay. No, it wasn't. <laughs> he was actually driving the tank, I think. Oh, it was Dukakis's running mate reference. when he ran for uh, office, president, and he debated Dan Quayle. And Dan Quill made some comment about was it Jack Kennedy or yeah. Bobby no, Kennedy? It was, it was uh, John Kennedy. John Kennedy. John Kennedy. Yeah, and and anyway, and, the, and the famous line that apparently you guys missed. I know I know Jack Kennedy, and, and you're you no Jack, Jack Kennedy. Kennedy. Uh, <laughs> got it. Sorry, missed it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be. <laughs> um, but then, so this, this it's meta, kind of like there are no droids here. It's, a, it's this inception meta platform question of yeah. like, how, can can oh, you yes, jump up right. to the top and there just have every, the you know have an Amazon have a. A single. So the point is, all the point of sale terminals in China are tied in through APIs to Alipay. Mm -hmm. Okay, so your your claim to fame here will be tying into the point of sale terminals. He wants to be the Alipay. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. You want to be the WeChat of Alipay in yeah. the United States. Yeah. Oh. And if you become oh, yeah, the Alipay, WeChat. then yep, yeah, WeChat. Yep. Yeah. And if you if if you become that, you're done. Yeah. So what do you it's need all to become over. Alipay? Because then that's your exit. Exit. Exactly. And so even like as we look at who would be like great at acquisition partners, right? So mm. Square is a, is a good one that we're looking yeah, at. Yeah, or NCR. You could acquire Alipay. Right. So is that <laughs> how you think person. about it? You think like who are our best uh, companies to acquire us? Or are you thinking like we're going to be the next? I think you should WeChat. be ballsy and just acquire them yourself. Yeah, just, I, I like to. Yeah, I, just I do think, it. I think Reverse merger uh, or something like that. Because we have different concepts. I think I'm building a dermatology empire, yep. right? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has skin. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. True. Yeah, ultimate skin in the game. <laughs> oh. do, do the dance. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I think I think for us, I mean, as even as we, as we look at the space, right? Even with someone like a level up getting acquired, mm -hmm. right? I think that's probably the route that we'll end up going. Of course, you know, we want to build a successful business, and so, um, but having these buy versus build. <clears throat> Why wouldn't they just build you? Yeah, I mean, so from a technology standpoint, right, if for whatever reason, if, if we're not able to get IP around it, the biggest reason for us is going to be the users as well as the restaurants that are already on the platform. Like, as we talk about, like, the, what's the true value behind what we're doing for us, it's a speed play, really, right? Yeah, How quickly yeah. we can get people on this, on this platform, <clears throat> getting users, right? So as, again, we talked a little bit more about revenue model. Like, for us, we're deterring some revenue specifically to get as many users and restaurants on a platform as quickly as possible mm -hmm. because we know once we reach a geographical density – 
like we've seen with Open Table. If you're a restaurant and you're not on Open Table or, or Yelp, then are you really a restaurant, right? And so, kind of as a result of that, That's some of these true. restaurants will pay upwards of thousands of dollars. I mean, Open Table charges like an arm and a leg to be on their platform, but restaurants will pay it because it's a standard, right? And if we're able to get enough geographical density in places like Boston and New York, well, and these yeah, other but cities, the other again, that. not to advocate on behalf of Open Table, but. It could, but I've looked into it because I'm, advice, I'm advising. Are you on no, their payroll? I'm not, but I'm advising another company that's looking at Daniel's company. Oh, that's looking Daniel. at um, Daniel, another podcast victim. Uh, yeah, but, has he done better or worse since the podcast? He's actually making progress. Um, and I've you would like people to say more than you're making progress. No, he's making good podcast. good progress. But you know, I've, I've used uh, Open Table as a reference point. He's he helps enable. Educational oh, after school no. programs. This is the guy. This the Daniel guy that didn't does, want to talk to angels. The open table of um, of uh, karate and of, and, oh, yeah, yeah, of, of, and um, after school programs yeah, and all that and stuff. Because he he couldn't describe what he sense. did. His, so like if it does pass for kids. I don't know, but if it makes sense, then you can credit Mark. If it makes no sense, then you can. Well, I tried Mark. to. <laughs> the, the, Mark's trying to make everything into something of something. Well, like the, the, the actual reason the guy came tables. in, he listened to our podcast. And he wanted to challenge your colleague Ziad on why do I have to talk to angels in a certain way? Why do I have to do an elevator? Pitch? Did you slap him down? Were you there? Were you there I, as well? I, I have no idea. What was the oh, I don't remember that. One. He was all over the place, you oh. know. Uh, and he just he you found it offensive one. that he had to distill his Boy, business. I think into, he found you offensive. Well, of course, but he he found it offensive to distill his business into a small bite. But but for as an Mark investor to out, understand, because he couldn't. Do that, and that's which, what I said. Which I may said not that, have been a problem. I mean, it was a problem because I said you have two money. things. I said if you want to go get, get a movie built, uh, uh, funded in Hollywood, you need to have a log line. We it's, should not speak ill of him though, because he may be our only listener. No, uh, look, I, I'm still in touch with him. I, oh, really? Well, I, I actually that man put some friends. Uh, to, he really likes you, Daniel. I mean, he likes like advising your company. I, I don't know if you relate to that, but I definitely relate to it because there's so many things in the in the business that I'm thinking about that I, you know, but but uh, I also think the best CEOs are the CEOs. Who speak the most clearly? That's and right. Number oh, yeah. one, you need to speak clearly. Number two, yeah. compelling. That's but right. Number yeah. one is always agree. That's right. Agree. Um, that's like why you have to speak. But to if you have nothing compelling, what difference does it make how you talk? Well, <laughs> so the component. But if you convey uh, that you're smart, but no one understands you, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. Well, so uh, your audience is a very important. P.T. Barnum, though. P.T. Barnum is was very compelling minute. with an almost <clears throat> nothing thing to offer. Did you see that movie, by the way? Have I you did. seen that new I, I, movie? I like it, yeah. Yeah, it was good with uh, Hugh Jackman? No. What movie was it? What a, di- a, di- a diversion or digression. Was that, was was that your, your scheduled digression? Uh, yes, it was. That it was, was a failure. Clock. It was a no, failure. No, no, no. It was a Hugh Jackman movie called... Um, the Illusionist or something. Something. It was a great movie about P.T. Barnum. It was. You really can rename the podcast "Trying to Remember Proper Nouns." <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Okay. But anyway, back anyway, to, back to so we're, we're, well, my digression was going in a, in a in a direction here, but um, really, I, you forgot. I've, I've we lost forgot the total. Too. I can't unwind it back. <laughs> but to me, I think your your play is exactly in the NCR lane yeah. because you've got them on the hook. Oh. They're they're a, a willing participant in your story, he meant and then I would swim lane. By the way, uh, yeah, I didn't, didn't say swim lane. I said story. No, he said lane earlier. Did I, I heard it? I, I possibly did. You like Avenue. that one? Swim I, lane. I like the term swim, swim lane. lane. I but I think you there. I would like. I would move next to their headquarters, wherever yeah, that SVP was. Cincinnati I, I would, is a very would, attractive place this time of year. I don't know. Well, it's, you know, I think, I, I think the opposite. I think what you can provide for them is something they don't understand. So, like, yes, you need to have them as a partner, but like, you have to get people on your platform. Well, then I would get their strategic ventures 
folks on board quickly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because that's been, that's cheaper money than going to you know an angel like Mick. Everything is cheaper than me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Strategic venture money. You know, they're not. They're not out to you make should. a killing off their equity. They're out to well, you know, drive. They, they they need the coolness of you to make their 130 year old company look kind of cool again. You know, I mean, they were a cash register that's company. That's cool. So is IBM. That's true. <laughs> and a typewriter company. Typewriters well, you were these get things the, that you would. Uh, you should get your platform installed on the restaurant where the uh, CEO eats. Or at least the venture guy. Now, that's a very 60s madman thing to do. That's like showing up <laughs> no. at the door okay. saying, hello, I'd like to see the CEO. <laughs> Is your exit going to be tied to revenues or to your technology? I think it's going to be tied to getting restaurants on our platform. I mean, yeah. so, so I don't know if you heard of a company called Reserve. Uh, Reserve is also in the space, but reservation side of things. Um, they, just Tricky. Got, they got bought three, two, three weeks ago uh, oh. by Resi. Um, and one of the big reasons why they got bought Sorry. was because of the restaurants were on their platform. And yeah, they have some really cool technology as well, too. Um, what do they do? And all reservation. Uh, open open table direct competitor. The open table of open tables. Yeah, ex- exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, but Resi now is competing a lot more heavily oh. with open table. And so the restaurant. So, so Resi's rolling right, them all up. Yeah. yeah. So the restaurant technology space is, is a very very hot space right. right now. I mean, even just this year alone, True. there's I think there's there was four acquisitions, um, larger size acquisitions, wow. um, just in this space, right? And it's only accelerating. We've seen some other companies um, from the payment side to the, some even with AI in the restaurant mm-hmm. space, right? Because there's not a whole lot of technology currently in the space at. So would argue that you're doing one of the hardest components. See, I'm I'm, I'm now a shell, which is the payment part. You the are a shell, part. a shell of your former self. Well, a shell of I my have former a shell. self. Question. Um, so, uh, how I think about reservations and like open table and re- reserve is what it's called. Resi. Is there resi? Is is there in the world of top line growth? Right. If you can bring in more people mm, and optimize right. tables that right. are empty, but you are in a different world because. You're working at those peak moments where you really want to turn people over, like the same way, the same reason that restaurants have high tops, uh, because people spend less time there, and so they'll leave, right, which is great for restaurants. Isn't that that, uh, top-line growth also, though? It is top line growth, but but I, when you think if about you Uber, compare, yeah. if you compare all the times that a restaurant is um, empty or not optimized, is what ninety eight percent of the time, and yep. then the two percent on like Friday or Saturday night, they're trying to turn people right. over. Correct. So how do you think about that from like a, a sort of business strategy perspective? Because I I would like to be in the open table category, right? Mm-hmm. Like making sure everyone's, uh, if you can get more s- tables occupied, that... Are you yeah. saying you but, shouldn't but, be Butts and him? seats is what we, we call it. But, 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 butts and, butts seats. and butts seats. So, seats. We're, so we are going to be going that direction also. So I mean, basically... Yeah, yeah. So uh, what uh, we're that doing, seems like a huge sales point. I mean, yeah. if you... you know, got as opposed to being a fintech platform. Yeah, I think the, the idea that, that you can get people out and turn the table a lot quicker... That works for everybody, yeah. and so, uh, and that's a good story. I'm you know, sorry, but yeah. was, was that your point, Susan? Was that your well, point, which no. is he was being a sort of back office financial platform as opposed to butts in seats? No, I'm saying or butts if, out of, in if, then out if of seats. Open table can increase a company or a restaurant's revenue by like fifty percent by optimizing Monday night, Tuesday yeah. night, Wednesday night, Thursday night for dinner. Another five percent, and yeah. then you're working on this this uh, specific moment in time that is important right. because everyone wants to eat out on Friday or Saturday night. Um, but then how do you, but but how much, what's the percentage you can increase revenue? Is that 10% on those nights, 20% on those nights? Yep. How do you think of it from a strategy perspective? Because to me, the 50% increase seems 
bigger. Yeah, but he's but his thing is I can turn the table quicker because I'm getting them paid and getting them or the just hell out. Solving a different problem. So, yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm I'm cutting 15, 20 minutes out of the whatever they call the. How much money is there in that 15 or 20 minutes? I mean, I remember when I was sitting on board uh, shitless and they walk up and they say, do you want coffee? He's like, oh, God, yes, I'll take something. How much money is there for the restaurant in that last few minutes? Yeah, yeah. so just in that time alone. So as we look at companies who've been able to do similar stuff or even people who are using handheld point-of-sale systems that do very similar right, like they do in Europe. Exactly, right? It's a, we can actually be able to turn over tables about 30%. No, but faster. it's turning over tables. I mean, it yeah. seems like it should be a no-brainer that that's good, but is it possible it's not good? For example, when by analogy, when you walk into a department store, they want you to meander through the aisles and possibly buy more. So getting you out of the department store might not be a good thing. Unless, right? unless you're having an after dinner drink, I, and again, yeah, I, I would at. suspect that's my point. That's I mean, there are the margins there for yeah. coffee and for booze. But if you're not having that and you're just lingering Derek with a cup of the tea, stats. Well, well, let's hear them. So basically, the, the biggest thing in, in this is is when you're ready to go, you're ready to go. Right. right? If you're going to stay, you're going to stay regardless. Right? right. And so one is we're providing you the flexibility to be able to just get up, get and, up leave, and go. Right. Now, because we're integrating with the point of sale systems and we have data from the user's perspective, uh, we have a lot of data that a lot of these point of sale systems don't already have. Right. So I have um, around your dining behaviors. And so as we look at kind of 2.0 and 3.0, we're going to be leveraging that data to actually get butts and seats as well, too. Mm. Uh, using things like those programs to be able to say, hey, well, you know, if, if Dave really likes burgers and we have data on how often he eats burgers, we can say, hey, this location has a special. Um, we're going to give so you it's, a it's discount. So it's going to be discovery, uh, yeah, you know, essentially. For, exactly. For, but uh, also lunch. driving during those off hours as well, too, because we're going to have that data. So we say, you know, if Dave usually eats lunch at, say, 1230, but if he comes in at 2 o'clock, then it's that restaurant's more empty, then we can provide more promotions to be able to get them in. Got so it. part or of like, it is that marketing platform. Right. Or like if you always go out to eat at a specific restaurant the first Friday of the month, that Wednesday telling you, hey, do you want me to reserve your typical this Friday? Do you want the yeah. usual? Yeah, but he's, so you're going to add reservations or partner to get reservation. Well, he has the data on when people are eating, right. and who they are, and how But he doesn't have a reservation them. engine, so he'd have to either build it or partner. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's and it'll probably be more of a partner, and again, that's why we're looking at these partnerships, right? Yeah, and which that's makes why sense. we make be, be a really great acquisition partner. Does, does the restaurant know when you walk in the restaurant that you're a subscriber or a member of well, your that's group? That's a great question. So currently, the restaurant themselves wouldn't know that unless we. we know okay, so when I dash, I say, "Hey, oh no, I took care of it. I'm on you." Know, and oh no, yeah. they can so, say so that. They see that once you connect. Yeah. 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 So yeah. if you just walked in right now, so you have to opt into your like, bill. Whoa, there, buddy, you didn't yeah, yeah. pay. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So <there's laughs> well, I thought I paid. How'd I do? <laughs> no, it was awful. But uh, <laughs> so that's 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 an interesting thing. So you talked about beaconing before. Whoa. If you did some beaconing that uh, you know Dave walks in and knows he's there. Yeah. We're using geofencing for that now. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Huh. A little technical. Technical? Stuff. Geofencing. Yeah. Geofencing. Well, you have not discussed enough failure with us. <laughs> we have, we have uh, squandered another hour to. As they say, as as they they say, say in car talk. talk. You know what car talk is? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my Perfect. God. Perfect. So, okay, there's this thing called radio, terrestrial radio. <laughs> radio? Radio. What's radio? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I only listen to podcasts. And, and then, and then but not ours. <laughs> <laughs> They're smart man. But the end of every car talk, which car is talk now is just on reruns because one of the. Because right, there's away. guys like Mark out there who still listen to it. Uh, I do on Saturday mornings. It's, it's fantastic. But that's, that was actually one of our notions: is that we'd be the car talk of nerdy podcasts. And we, we failed at that, which is perfect because nobody picked up the. But reference. now that we've squandered another hour, we have to. And you haven't talked about enough failure. Give us like some. There'll be music starting up in the background, so you can sort of hear it. Do 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 or something. Um, we need you to, to sort of go out talking about failure. 
Yeah. Tell us something inspirational. Or avoiding failure. failure Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I truly believe that failure is part of the process, right? And I think that people... What are they they putting in the water there at Mass Challenge? That's almost what... what, uh, Well, so... uh, (laughs) I'm just going to interrupt for like two minutes. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Come on. So one thing uh, that I've found fascinating, uh, that it was an HBR article, is the difference in funding for... HBR? HBS? HBR, Harvard Business Harvard Review. Business Review. Oh. It's, the, it's a magazine. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, di- one of the differences between uh, male and female entrepreneurs and their success in fundraising, um, and specifically around the framework of question asking, is women are asked a lot more questions about defending their land, like IP I protection. I saw this article. Um, oh, really? and, then, uh, and then men are asked questions specifically more around opportunity. And as the entrepreneur, you often answer the question based on how it, it's addressed. One one side can be like, how are you going to prevent Google from coming into your space versus how are you going to own this this space oh, and win? Right? That's go. the same question That's right. framed differently. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so I, I applaud Derek because he's been able to, in this podcast, stay in the opportunity realm because opportunity, if you, if you keep people in that mindset, they're much more likely to invest mm. versus thinking about all the risks. Okay, so I've, I've been So educated. this is when you take out your checkbook? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to restate that question. So, Susan, is that true? Have you found that article true in your experience? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So now uh, one one thing you can do as an entrepreneur. Are you referenced in the article? No. (laughs) Uh, No, I definitely read about it later. Um, But one thing you can do as an entrepreneur is if you're asked a question like, how are you going to defend your land? You can frame it. Uh, in your response of how you're going to win in that space, right? Or like reframe it, and that can help you a little bit, right? Even though you could be asked, like, why aren't you answering me? My so, how so, so, do you, you say what you meant to ask me was? <laughs> how are you going to avoid failure? Yeah. Music, well, music, where the music's coming up, you can hear it. How are you going to avoid failure? Well, I would even say avoid failure. I think it, you have Reframed to. Reframed it. See? <laughs> so there you go. Our work I, is done. You're no Jack. It's ready. a drop the mic moment. John well, I think part of it is. is if you're if things don't break, you're not doing enough, right? And I think it's part of the process, right? So for us, there's a handful of things that we're exploring and, and testing with. I mean, the hardest we, thing for we, us we, is we 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 we're on the team. We, we we So the hardest thing for us is going to be getting users on our platform, right? Getting someone to download an app and be able to use it, and not just use it once, but use it multiple times and really enjoy the experience, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're going to have to do a lot of experimenting to figure out how the heck do we get these users on a platform, of course, you have some core assumptions, but I think I'm excited to learn and fail through this process of you know, getting users on a platform. And we've seen a lot of, of other businesses have tried to do similar stuff and had struggled and ended up doing well um, through different things. But I think that's going to be the processes as we're going to be failing forward, right? As we're learning things Failing like work forward. That might be the forward. podcast title. We, I think <laughs> we actually went through that one at one point. Did we? Yeah, yeah early on. So ah. Susan's got something witty. Oh, no, I was just going to say um, that you can learn so many things uh, from, like, like I remember being out at night when I lived in Dallas and someone came up to me and gave me a coupon to download Lyft, right? It was right at the moment where it was relevant for me. And, you know, you did have boots on the ground, but people had already downloaded Uber and, right, Lyft has been doing great. So figuring out, like, like how to get people right at the moment that they're like, oh, I don't want to wait for this bill. I want to go to my next. Right. Well, we need something depressing to close this. Nick, Sorry. you must have some depressing story. <laughs> Nick, for us. you're depressing. Yeah, you're depressing. <laughs> Tell I always us thought depressing. it was kind of enlightening. You are. <laughs> that too. <laughs> sort of in a good way or a bad way. 
So give us a story to bring it out. Well, Derek I'm has, very Derek impressed with making us depressed. That's his I'm, failure. I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm very failure. impressed with both of our guests, but it seems like Susan may be a regular. She's very good. Well, she's a, a ringer, at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's doing a good job. All right. Well, thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you.